If you love freedom, but don't care if it applies to everyone, what you actually love is privilege. Goddamn interns. What the fuck? <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. (laughs) Jay finally wrote an opener, and you messed it up. (laughs) I hate them both. I hate them both. Ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We are streaming on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, my name is Tom, and I'm your host. And as always, I'm in the studio with my two crazy co-hosts, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And J-Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to uh, our episode today. Uh, we're gonna, I'm not I'm not going to slam you. Don't like, slam me. Like, like, at all. Like, I think you're great. Because here's the thing. You're you taking mu- it easy. You're recovering from the flu. I get it. We get you it. You motherfuckers changed it at last minute. Like, there was two lines there. <laughs> there were. There were. Yes, I get that. Okay. But all, all that said, I want Jay to reread that and tell us why he chose that. Because I think it's kind of powerful. So, yes. Yeah, so, this is, by the way, Jay's first um, opener first, that he's but- written on his own. Right, that we didn't have to like stab him, like right the fuck. I was ready before we start. That's because we took some time off, so I had time to, you know. He had time to simmer on it. To simmer on it, right? No, it's. I just thought I, I actually saw this online, you know, like we do with everything else, and I thought it was a nice, powerful message, and especially now, uh, you know, with the situation and the status of how things are going politically, and you know, in the world today, I just. For me, it just it just made sense to have this today. So so read it one more time yeah. for us, yeah. please. So if you love freedom, but don't care if it applies to everyone, what you actually love is privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to flip it a little bit, right? So if you love freedom and equality, mm-hmm. but don't care if it applies to everyone, what you actually love is your privilege. And, and being a bigot. Yeah, no, and, I, and like... When I read it, I was like, oh my God, Jay, this was actually really good. Oh like, <laughs> he was, like, she was ready to get all up in her feelings about no, it. Yeah, no, I think, I, I just think it's so powerful, especially when we think about like what's going on in the world today, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on in America today, because a lot of people keep leaning on certain things about our constitution, about the freedom of this, the freedom of that, and then, you know, what the Supreme Court says. But the reality is, and I'm sure Jay can attest to this, why it like spoke to you. I think like if you are an individual that truly believes in, in democracy, in, in what, in what America and, and what we hope, you know, certain countries are building, um, stand for, uh, it's important to realize that it doesn't just apply to the one person, you know, it doesn't just apply to the 1% or the privileged or what is thought to be privileged group of people. It applies to everybody. And so when you come into a room or when you come and you say something that you believe in something, or you think that someone's your champion, think about it twice and think about what they actually stand for. Because if they're standing for something as a platform to make a movement that's not necessarily a positive movement, AKA an insurrection, someone like Donald Trump, um, you're actually not standing for what we as a 
country believe in and what we've been striving to work toward, um, which is freedom and equality for every single person. I agree. Not just one. You know, and, and it, interesting because such an amazing message, right? It's it, it's it's a message that really brings um, brings in everything that we stand for as a nation, right? Everything that we fought for, you know, throughout our history, um, all of the, you know, challenges that we've had along the way, right? Everything from, you know, the, the emancipation of slaves in this country and, and you know, the, the idea that um, all men are created equal and that, you know, we should have a democracy in where everyone can participate and have uh, equal value, equal representation under the law and under the Constitution, but when you start talking about certain words, the word privilege, man, oh my God, does it trigger emotions in a way that um, I have never seen a word trigger so much emotion aside from, you know, other words that, that we just don't say anymore, like the word privilege. It's like there is a fragility to white America. There's today. a book about that. That I'm sure you've probably fucking read it. I love you for it. It's a long story, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but there, there, there's a fragility to white America. And the moment you mention the word privilege, it can go one of two ways. You can shut up and listen to what the person has to say, or you immediately become defensive mm-hmm. because you feel attacked. Mm-hmm. But I, what I think... I, yes, I agree 100%, but I, I think when it relates <laughs> when it relates Check. to our podcast uh-huh. and, and what what we're always talking about, we're talking about the LGBTQ plus community, I, I feel like that word and the white fragility or fragility in general, mm-hmm. um, kind of, it, it's more expansive. I don't think it just uh, lives in the privileged white community. I think that when it comes to rights for the LGBTQ community, uh, plus community, um, rights and equality, uh, it, 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 it's more embedded in all mm-hmm. communities, right? Yeah. right. And, and yes, privilege... Um, has a huge plays a huge part in that, but there are a lot of communities out there as well um, that would stand for something like equality and freedom, yeah. but not necessarily equality and freedom if they are not educated about it, or if they have not been affected by it, or if they can scapegoat it. Yeah, right. and I, and I think we also have to keep in mind that a lot of times we associate words with specific groups, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for me. Being a Latino, you know, privilege, especially in the past few years, you know, the privilege or taking that that privilege, automatically people assume Caucasian, Caucasian privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that, especially in this, in this case, um, <clears throat> just because, you know, that, that privilege can mean more than just one ethnicity at this point, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you have to remember people that identify as LGBTQ plus and live out loud as many of us do mm-hmm. have to deal with that, uh, issue amongst even their own family members. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, white, black, brown, yellow, you name it that, you know, it's not just a specific mm-hmm. role. Yeah. So I, I think we, we need to keep that in mind sometimes because right. When we say certain words, people automatically assume this. Right. Yeah, I think, I, <laughs> you know, I think you're, yeah. And I think that there is privilege in 
uh, this is gonna this is hard for me to say because I'm probably gonna get slammed. But I think that there is privilege in um, marginalized communities of color. Absolutely. When it comes to heterosexuality in comparison to homosexuality. Absolutely. And um, I, I think that, not that we don't, I think that the onus really does need to be on white fragility and white privilege because I think that that is what causes so much pain and so much turmoil, not only in our country, but in, in, in the world. But I also think that we need to acknowledge that there is privilege outside of, um, uh, you know, just being gay in any community. Oh, of course. I mean... Yeah. You know, and it's it's a lot easier for uh, for some than others to be to be in the LGBTQ plus community, right? So, for example, uh, your typical gay white man, right, or your typical gay what man, what are you talking about? I'm just saying, um, would have a much easier life, even though it's not easy for gay people in general or people in our community in general. You would have a much easier uh, go at life than say someone who identifies mm-hmm. on, as non-binary or who doesn't who straddles the the line between gender non-conforming or even people in the trans community i had somebody actually you know you make a great point i had somebody say to me who is a part of the lgbtq plus community though they are in a heterosexual relationship but they are a person of color they said to me like even though i'm a part of the lgbtq plus community as a person of color i have to work three times as hard as you do yes even though you're a gay gay man you're a gay white man right well, let's think about, for example, what happened in, 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 um, oh God, Philly, Philadelphia, right? There was a whole issue and a, a, an honest, like legitimate issue of black and brown people feeling left out of some of these so-called safe spaces, right? Gay bars that were targeting or avoiding people of color or certain types of music from being played in certain, you know, gay bars because it sort of kind of brought a crowd that they didn't want. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was the whole reason why they came up with the equality flag. Right. And they popped, right. They popped in the black and brown stripe. They popped in, you know, the, the colors to represent the trans community because these, these were, while we are all one community, there's certain communities, sub communities in our community that are struggling a lot more today than they would have, or they would have, they just, you know, not be part of these communities. And, you know, and and it sucks because more and more today, you see that a lot of the LGBTQ plus spaces are considered safe spaces that we, we frequent more and more. And every day you start seeing that they're being owned by people who are not part of our community. That doesn't happen to be the case here in, in our state, or at least in our community. We are fortunate enough to have both owners of our more popular spaces here, let's say in the New Haven area, and even in Hartford, right? The, the Shayast, they're owned, they're gay owned and operated businesses, but that's not the case in a lot of places around yeah. the US. And <clears throat> so when you think about the 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 differences in, in, in different communities around you know the, the US, it's like that was the entire point of the unity flag. And white gays lost their shit right i lost my shit for a little bit because i really didn't understand i'm like why are you trying to take away my rainbow flag i mean that's my flag that's what i grew Mm -hmm. up with that's what i identify with like that's that was my symbol for me growing up 
but it's not the same experience for people growing up today. And that's when it came came to me and I'm like, oh, you know, it's this is not about me. Yeah. This is not about me. No. I've already had my experiences. I've already navigated through the world in my youth in a much different space than people growing up today. Yeah, and I, and I think the best way to look at that because I was mm-hmm. dealing with the same, you know, the same outlook on it as as far as the change in the flag is that right. The fl- and we're not as, changing as, it. No, we're not. I mean, there's not change, and I should reword that. It's an evolvement of our flag, right? It, it, because right. as 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 we evolve and as we gain, as we gain some traction in our movement, there are going to be changes that right. take place. Not only within the LGBTQ community itself, but within mm-hmm. within the community in in, in general. I, and I, I think the flag kind of represents that movement as we go along right i think it also represents you know people's especially in our community like willingness to you know learn and and take a moment to to have learned experiences about someone else's um experience in in their process within our community so you know like you said you know we had so many conversations about adding those stripes to the flag and why we thought it you know was good why we thought it wasn't good we had a lot of debate about it but you know looking back on all of those conversations and looking back at where we are now i think having those one-on-one interactions with people that say well you know it's not about the fact that we're not represented in the rainbow flag what it's really about is representing our story and representing that you know we just we've been Within a marginalized community, even more marginalized than anyone else, in our and, and and it's right. important to to lift that up. But you know, the most important lesson for me, because I learned a very important lesson as a result of what happened with all of that. We had very in depth conversations. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not my flag. What for me, right? That was me. I was like, that's not my flag. That's not what I want to fly, right? And, and what I forgot was that. They're not imposing that flag on anyone. They just said, this is what we want to fly. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that I had the choice to decide which flag I want to represent my gayness. Right? And that in the end, it wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. It was about them. They're not taking my choice away. They're creating a choice for themselves. You know what's actually really kind of beautiful? Uh, Since we're talking about flags specifically. Yeah, go for um, it. When we did the ribbon cutting at the center, um, they... There's this one wall um, in the center with all the flags. Right. And there was one I didn't know. And I was like, I think I, I think that's intersex, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to find out. It was. But when I looked at all of the flags, they're all individual flags representing a specific community, pe- right? piece of our community. But at the same time, the rainbow represents every single color on all of those flags. Right. So it's like melding them together is still the rainbow flag. But each marginalized community within the LGBTQ plus community is represented in their own way. Right. And then, you know, and then, yeah, it's so anyway, to to go back to what we were talking about, right? Like if you love freedom, but you care, but you don't care who, uh, if it applies to everyone, then basically what you're protecting is your, your privilege in yeah. a sense. Um, and your right to be. Right, it's a bigot. Yeah, right. You said it, yeah, and it's for me. It just makes sense. Um, I know that we we slipped down. Uh, 
we just we just well, took off. We took know, off with guns blazing today. Like I we didn't even. I, I love that though. Sometimes that has to happen. <laughs> that like, has yeah. to happen. like you know, every once in a while you read something or somebody brings something to the table and it strikes a chord and you have to you have to like hash it out. It. You gotta hash yeah. it out. You, you gotta, gotta bang that shit out. And organically yeah. just hashed out. There was no intros, no nothing. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. And like Jay, you did that. You yeah. did that to you us. You did that to yeah, us. Girl. <laughs> Get it, Jay Bird. No, but but in the end, you know, um, he, here's here's what I'll say to wrap it up. Um, be you. Make sure that, you know, you continue to advocate for yourself because no one's going to ever do that but you. No one can advocate for you better than you can. And don't let anybody steal your thunder. Don't let anybody steal your light. Don't let anybody, you know, try to tell you that you can't do something that you feel is right for you. Absolutely. Do what you must. Because in this world... We all have to survive one way or another. We all have to figure out how we fit in this world. And if we can't fit in a specific demographic, you have to find a place where you can build that for yourself. Yeah. Uh, And for me, what I would say is for any individual that, you know, meets somebody or faces somebody or is having a conversation that comes, comes with, well, I know I do believe in, in freedom and equality for all, but, but this or, but that, then I just say, put up a mirror Put up a mirror to them and say, well, I, I'm an American too, or I'm a this too. Right. Why doesn't it apply to me? And, and why do you feel as though you need to scapegoat? You need to scapegoat a community. Right. You feel that way because you're threatened. Right. And so you want to distract by persecuting another group of people. Right. And not to mention, I mean, when you think about the largest growing number of, of people in the U.S., of people that live in the U.S., is Latinos, right? And you're seeing this big push right now for border closures, border control. Let's keep these people out and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's why you see such a huge fight against allowing dreamers, for example, to finally have status, right, in this country. Um, because we're the largest demographic of individuals that are growing in the U.S. at such an alarming rate to white people that it makes them think like, oh, my God, we're going to be the minority at some point. And I'm not cool with that. It's, it's, it's intense when you think about how the dynamics are going to shift 20 or 30 years from now, Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be a very different ball game, and I think this is why we're seeing a lot of, for example, a lot of the bigotedness coming out of the Republican Party, because they are fighting hard to keep control of something that they just can't control anymore. And you know, all I can say it, it, it is what it is. Welcome to America. I mean, they got one point in time. Every single person that came here, unless you were an American a Native American that was born on this land and, and had it before the Europeans came, you're all fucking immigrants. You know, honestly, it's like the the country, they called it a melting pot. When, right. every, when everybody showed up here, you know, it became a, a land of freedom to immigrate to. Right. Um, the reason it was called a melting pot was because you had all different cultures, you know, while they were all persecuted at a different point in time, um, coming to the same place. Over time... What happens in a melting pot? Everything that, blends together. That's right. You get some good motherfucking gumbo. And you realize Absolutely. how good some of that dick is. So, you, interesting <laughs> fact. So, oh, <laughs> oh, I took it left field. Wait. I'm sorry. 
Let's stop for a minute. Speaking about, you know, you, when you realize when the dick is good. <laughs> How's the Starbucks guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh. How's that fine. going? He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, he's, it's fine. I've been so busy, okay? Wait, let, let me find something. I, I had a moment with him today. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much what happened. So, so um, no, I, I was just curious. Um, I just want, you know, wanted to ask. But I, I wanted to throw a little fun fact. Did you know that in a country of over 320 million people, probably more than that, 80% of our population lives on the West Coast and from the Mississippi to the East Coast. And in the middle, in the Rocky Mountains, it's barely nothing. You have more people in the city of New York, in Manhattan alone, than in most of the populous cities in some states like North Dakota, South Dakota, um, yeah, there's more people. I, I have actually been seeing a trend lately within the past two years of a lot of Latinos that are moving up into those states. And they should and, and, change it all up. And a few of them I know personally. That's why I've started noticing. All right. This. Who has a ranch? Where are we going? <laughs> I want to go ride horses and we're going to record a show no, from a ranch yeah. somewhere in yeah. Montana. We're going to find yeah. her behind the barn. <laughs> behind the barn. Of course. Somewhere. Getting mauled by a bear. Yum. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to be you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry I took everybody left field. No, no, no. Yeah. This is great. This is, this is great. So yeah. so be- before we move on to um to our dish because we do have a couple of stories that we want to talk about. Um I just want to do a quick round table. How are you, Trish? I'm good. I'm good. Busy. Um I have to stop saying busy. I've got to figure out a way in my life to balance the amount of shit I have to uh-huh. do professionally. Mm-hmm. To like have a personal life again <laughs> because yeah. I'm so exhausted by all of the stuff I have to do in interacting with, um, you know, people like my job is people. My job is dealing with people all the time and I love my job, but then I crash. You know what I mean? Like I just, I crash. You don't want to people anymore. I don't want to people anymore. Yeah. And, and like, Understood. and then we force her to come here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't force her. She actually was like, um no i didn't yeah we have to we we, we have to do a show this week you, you called out last week tom when you can't do that yeah well week. we were supposed to do it tomorrow but i have a show at the theater tomorrow yeah. so we're doing it tonight um but yeah i mean i mean that's my that's my uh, that's my thing right now i'm, I'm just trying to find that that yeah. help that healthy balance and there is one um event that i recently bailed on that i'm extremely happy about <laughs> Oh, 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 and Tom yes. can speak to that, but um, yeah, I'll speak to that. But one at some but, point. but that is but that is that's where I'm at. I think that's yeah. where my my brain is at. I'm I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm really busy. Things are going really well at work, but um, I need to find a happy medium again. Yeah, you'll get there though. You'll yeah. get there. I have yeah. confidence that you will. Jaybird, how are you? Holy shit, that's a loaded question. No. <laughs> It's yeah. it's been a busy weekend. Oh, um, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine broken so, uh, noses. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as you guys, I'm sorry. Saw, I, yeah. I didn't know if no, I was yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah, no. to mention that. I, I don't think that's top but secret. I did anyway. no, yeah, no. Yeah. So my daughter, yeah, as as you said, my daughter took a tumble. Uh, she was hanging out with oh, her cousin and friends, right. and uh, 
I think she had a little too much. Uh, what do you call these? Libations. Yeah. Corona readers or whatever. <laughs> she libated herself into uh, the ground. And she, and she ended up busting her nose open. So, yay. Broke fun. her nose in three places. So, yeah, in two places. Clean, clean breaks, thankfully, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that was my uh, 1.30 in the morning phone call from the hospital. Yeah. But you know what? Um, <laughs> Even though that happens, um, find solace in the fact that you're her father, yeah. right? You're her daddy and she called you. Yeah. Yeah. She called me before she called anyone else. So. Yeah. Um, you Because know, Lord fine. knows if she yeah. called your wife, he, yeah, she would have been a hot mess. She would have been a mess. Yeah. But um, she's fine. Thank God. You know, it was just. Hey, she dropped her phone and tried to grab it. <laughs> and she went down. And yeah, I guess. The, She's uh, going down. Yeah, the Badunka Dunk just added some additional weight to that uh, front lunge. And, and yeah, she face planted the cement. Oh my God, I can imagine. Yeah, that was, that was nuts on Saturday. And uh, Thursday, my nephew was hit by a car. What? He's fine, but um, he's in the hospital. Yeah. Five, he, here's the kicker he was at the hospital. Ribs. To visit, visit a, a friend. friend of his that oh, was there. And then he leaves the hospital, goes to cross the street, and gets hit by a car. And the car just hits him and keeps going. Keeps going. So, yeah. Five fractured ribs. Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was an and I, I said it was a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, at least it he was, was like, close yeah. to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he but, was there. Yeah, but geez, man. Yeah, it was, it was one of those weekends where I was like, another one you know mm. it's like it's just one thing after the other doom, doom, so when doom. when my daughter calls me another on saturday night i'm like oh my god another yeah what the hell happened you know all in all thing you know not gonna simulate it i should say you know uh, they're fine you know granted yeah. they they're some, alive they're alive yeah, they're alive They'll and, heal. And, and healing uh, other than that not bad you know spend my sundays with mom try to oh that no not bad. Yeah, what else? What else? A broken say? ribs, yeah. a broken nose. Yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's it, it walking is the what park. it is. Yeah, you know. So that's that's just adulting. Yeah. Well, mm. adulting. I'm yeah. over adulting. And when you're a parent, I'm you know, so it just, over adulting. Yeah. When you're a parent, that's just shit that comes at you out of left field. And, I wouldn't know anything about yeah. that. Well, no, I mean, no, you still, I mean, family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I but, mean, um, I have my two dogs. Yeah. So. But it gets, it gets a little nutty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it is. I, I know. All I know in all, we're, we're, I'm glad everyone else is healthy. Um, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> it is what it is. That's it. So, um, where do I even begin? <laughs> so, uh, last week, we were supposed to record a show, and we didn't, and we couldn't because this one was dying with the flu. I was in my deathbed. I was literally sweating out my couch. So thankfully, I have the the sectionals by um, Love, Sack. Love Sack, so you can take the covers off and wash them and put them back on. You know, I was sweating through those motherfuckers like left and right. <laughs> it was horrible, and. Um, the reason why I probably ended up with the flu is because I went to the Christmas party for the bar. Okay, I want to pause right now, real mm-hmm. quick, while you're telling this story. Yeah, because if you remember, uh huh, the last, the last, <laughs> the last Christmas party, which I did go to, every I would say half of the attendees came down with COVID. Yeah. Uh, more than half. We had to I, shut the bar down. Somehow I dodged that bullet. Really? Oh, did I dodge the bullet? Yeah, we did. 
I don't I don't think I got it that time. All that to say, I was supposed to go. I didn't go. Tom. Uh-huh. So as Nick had mentioned before, the the year before, it was the first um holiday party after, you know, the shutdown and we had already been in the bar now, you know, we were opened in in May of 2021. Right. I think that's when we reopened the bars. That sounds right. We had our first Christmas party in uh, December of 2021. And then, you know, we all got fucking COVID. (laughs) All of us. The bar had a shutdown. Everybody were all fucking sick. And it was just this one guy that was running around with a, hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. And I'm like, this motherfucker's fucking viral. Like, you got to keep this motherfucker out of the parties. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm not going to say any names <laughs> because I'm just going to leave it there. But, you know, jumpstart to this year's holiday party. So, you know, we didn't have it in December. So we decided to have it in January of 2024. So it sounds a little weird, right? 2022, 2024. So we decided that we we're going to do a big, you know, um, catered event at the restaurant that my boss at the bar owns, like his husband and him own a restaurant as well. So we were like, all right, we'll have it catered. Our favorite, you know, person, Steve, uh, catered. His food was amazing as always. And of course, I went. A lot of other people went, the entire staff of the bar. Nick missed it. And by choice. By Wednesday. What day was Mo- the party? Saturday? The party was Monday. The oh, party was on Monday, Monday, yeah. By Wednesday, most of us were dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, I am motherfucking I'm motherfucking this one person. Come party and get right? sick. Yeah. I'm like, you cannot invite that viral hog anymore <laughs> because that person, I swear to God, is toxic and it's vi- like he's viral. <laughs> like, letting yeah. it out. I'm dying. Poor Paul yeah, is no, dying. But that night, I, uh, I was at, I had something. And going. I left early. I had something going on at work and it was late. I think I had a board committee meeting. I can't remember what oh, I did. I did. I had a board committee meeting. And by the time it was over, I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, fuck this shit. I'm not. It's late. I'm done. I got to work tomorrow. I'm not. And I get text messages. Where are you? Are you coming? I'm like, I'm just not going to respond because I just like, I can't feed into it. Right. Because right. if you start feeding into it, you feel guilty and then you end up yeah, going. And- yeah, exactly. And so like two <laughs> days later. Uh, guys, we got to cancel the show. I, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, well, like, like, like how not feeling well? He's like, I got a pretty bad fever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I was dying. No offense. I'm glad you're better. And I'm sorry. Paul you was sick. dying. And I'm kind of glad it happened when it did because I was sick. What? Three weeks? No. New Year's Eve. Yeah. I was, right. I was yeah. sick. Right. I was homesick. So it, I was like, eh. so it wasn't COVID. I went and bought myself two tests and all that stuff. Should I have to pay? Is actually the fucking. Yeah. No. We. I had to pay. Shouldn't have to. It's free. What? Through our insurance. Stop it. Yeah. Still? Yeah. It's not an emergency anymore. They don't cover them anymore. Uh did you get some recently? Not recent, really. Recently, yeah, because they don't recently, cover them like, anymore. It's no I'll longer double, an emergency. I'll double check. COVID is no longer a thing. You didn't know that? You didn't get the <laughs> <Yeah>, memo? <right. laughs> like, girl. No, but, but you know, uh, yeah, it was death. I was just like, I can't. And then, then I decided, I think it was, I think it was Friday or something. I decided I was going to record a video while I'm sitting on my... Um, <laughs> 
um, on my sofa, marinating in my sweat, um, and posted on the fa- on the Gate Talk Facebook page to let everybody know. You know, we didn't do a show this week. I just oh. want to let you know I was dying. I was did not see that. Mort, yeah, no. Um, I put it on the story, but yeah, but but I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm alive. I survived, and you know, I was telling the boys, you know, I'm excited for today because I missed you all last week. Um, you know, I am very thankful for um uber eats i'm very thankful for what's the other service um, go puff did you try it no i haven't tried go puff oh. yet but i'm very excited for the other one what's the other one instacar and HelloFresh. Yeah. you know because you know they all deliver and you can get whatever you want nowadays like they can bring it to your door literally i remember like i remember back in the day before instacart and like stuff like that when you were like dying like in your body and like let's be honest here <laughs> men are the worst when oh my god sick. we're such we're, babies we're, we're terrible and like women are like these rock solid like statuesque people when they're sick they're, they're like pantheons. i'm still gonna take care of the five kids cook five meals and do all this right. stuff and like i have a cold and i have like one ache i'm like i can't even go to the store and he was worse when we're gay <laughs> but, but like i remember having to be like Ugh. i need to go get ginger ale and cough medicine <laughs> and it's gonna be so terrible and now i'm just like why are you sounding like to, i don't need to do it <laughs> like, i just like have it delivered like it's so easy oh my god i i, I tell you covid did did um there were some like things that came out of it that were amazing that yeah they're amazing so here's expensive the th- but amazing here's the new thing put put this camera on real quick yeah i got you am i on the other you go look casting couch <laughs> uh, oh casting couch i just kind of glanced over and i was like oh my god we got a casting couch behind we me. do me but stop. we're not that kind <laughs> of show girl that type of show. lord have mercy all right well listen we are 30 something <laughs> minutes in and uh he was ready for that casting couch i was like this he started the show with why does my microphone smell like butthole <laughs> <laughs> that's the casting couch, that's a casting um, couch i will tell you i will not that tell casting you couch. later <laughs> Um, oh, but we are going to take a break. We will be right back. Anyway. Um, oh, we yeah. need to train these interns better. <laughs> it's getting Trish. bad. It's getting bad. <sighs> it's getting I really hate you bad. both. I hate you both. <laughs> but the last but thing. The last we're back. Thing, <laughs> we're back. The last thing I'm going to say <laughs> is that 10 years ago, the school board voted four to three to remove banners in the school that read no place for hate. Yeah. And. Um, the Gay and Lesbian Fund of Colorado was among the public service campaign sponsors for this, right? And so that in itself speaks volumes to the fact that they are shutting down this one play. Yeah, And I think it also speaks volumes to the fact that there are teachers in that school that are trying to push push the norm and push what is valued by the school board to put on something, even though there was a potential of getting it shut down. Right. It's so um, for those of you who are just tuning in, I have record. <laughs> We're talking about the fact that a school decided to pull a play because of the fact of the contents of the play. Um, gay characters, suicide uh, in a state like Wyoming. And the we were discussing the issues that we have with that, especially in, with the fact that, you know, the state of the state of Wyoming itself has a very, very. Um, dicey history uh, with how they, you know, manage, for example, the Matthew uh, Shepard death and the fact that, you know, um, his execution was, you know, basically happened 
in the state of Wyoming, and and they, they, it's it's a missed opportunity for for them to really showcase bullying and how bad and how awful uh, those things are. And um, we're going to have two versions of the show: the show that you're going to hear on iTunes, and if you want to hear the entire conversation that mm-hmm. we had surrounding that, I'm now going to have no choice because of this bitch right here, uh, to just leave the full version of the video you can't, online. You can't recreate everything we talk about. No, 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 just you, because can't. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Um, I, um, I do want to mention one other thing about the story. So, But go for it. Um, the schools... And be expensive if you can. I'm going to be really quick, and I'm going to give a high level... <laughs> So try to so, keep up. No. So um, the the school district superintendent David Wagle um, said this: In my view, a play is supposed to be entertaining. That's why I go. It seems to me that this is more of kind of a stir up social social issues. Maybe instead of kind of like a being more entertaining play. Okay, I'm a bonzium. Okay, so I'm, let me I'm ask. A Pause him really quick. I'm going to pause him. Tell me what you always say to me that theater means to you, right? Why do you go watch uh, a show? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I always say to you, but what I'm going to say is that theater is about enjoying stories that represent everyone in community. Right. Um, Theater is not about, while theater, yes, is supposed to be entertaining Mm -hmm. and, 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 and take you away from that realistic life sometimes and just being able to like walk away from your real life and say, okay, I'm seeing a play right now. That's exactly what you always say to me. But, plays, but expand on that. But, but it's not always about that. Theater is also about thought-provoking work. Theater is about sitting in a room with in community and watching and learning from a story that maybe affects you, that maybe doesn't affect you, and growing from it. And right. then learning about somebody else's experiences in community and moving forward with that. Right. It, it, it's not just, it's thought provoking. It, it's not just about entertaining. It's about entertaining. It's about provoking thought. And it's also about fucking pushing and like literally uplifting stories of people that otherwise don't have those those platforms to tell right. those stories. Mm-hmm. Like you think, I mean, like since we're talking about Wyoming, we're talking about the Matthew Shepard, um, you know, project. I don't know if you ever saw the play, but like, if you have the opportunity, even if you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community to see that play or watch that movie or watch angels in America oh and learn God. about the AIDS crisis. When we rise, it, it is, it, I, I don't want to call it entertaining, but it's enthralling. And it teaches you something. And, and, and you learn about something that, that may or may not have affected you. It may have affected somebody in your family. Or maybe you were completely, you know, free of any, any, any touch or, or whatever from, from the AIDS crisis or from Matthew Shepard. But at the end of the day, what you get to take away from it is that you're learning about an experience and then you can then share that experience with people so that they're not so bigoted so that they understand somebody else's story. Right. And somebody else's walk in life and journey. Yeah. Right. It's, it's theater is actually really powerful. And and which is what you always say to me. Right. Um, 
you may not realize that I pay attention and listen, but I do. And I think it's important to, to be able to, to assimilate and take in all walks of life, all different experiences, all different things that happen because, you know, the world, you don't go through the world in a, in, in a rudimentary, like direction where it's only what you experience. There's people experiencing different things in parallel to your own life. Mm -hmm. And if you don't stop to say, hey, what have you gone through? Tell me a little bit about you. You you miss in the human experience. Yeah. Right? And And you miss in just like taking, like I think that's one of, you know, one of the bigger problems in our world. You know, I did that one podcast with... um, uh, JP Debergosian, uh, yes, mm-hmm. um, where we talked about a, a book that saved my life. That's right. what the podcast is called. But I did a play that saved my life, and it was the first play where I saw gay representation on a stage. And while that was very impactful for me, I can only imagine in Louisville, Kentucky, what that did for a lot of families that were struggling with 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 teens and kids that that may be gay or maybe maybe you know questioning or whatnot like it just gives you a different perspective right and and it, it opens a lens into a world that otherwise you would never be a part of right, right. It, it gives you understanding it makes me um it makes you take a step back and say okay i'm experiencing this but how 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 is my son or daughter receiving this, or how are right. they they experiencing? Or how how are, for example, my actions affecting my son or daughter or my child? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, have I learned anything? Yeah. Can I move forward and still love my child unconditionally, regardless of who they decide to be? Yeah. Right, and not necessarily decide to be, us, regardless of who they become. Right, because but it also humanizes people, right? Of course, because we we as individuals, we you know we we pigeonhole and uh, we're bigoted by nature, mm-hmm. right? And, and we we place blame. And if you could take a moment and step back and say, "Oh my God, this is their lived experience," and right. and I I had a moment to glimpse into it. There's there's a moment where you can actually start to learn to understand. And then that understanding can turn into, I want to have a conversation and I want to learn. Right. And then that can turn into actual, actionable change. And Jay, as a parent, right, you raised four girls. Lord have mercy. Oof. Or maybe they raised you. Who knows? <laughs> one, one just never know how, knows yeah. how things work out. Things work but, out. you know, if they were youngsters and there was a school play that, for example, you know, was featuring... Um, homosexual characters or people of our community and, you know, your school decides to cancel it. How would that make you feel? Like, do you feel um, as a very open person that your your child would, would have a missed, missed experience? Absolutely. Um, actually, for uh, uh, with me, it's a bit, a bit of a, on the other side. How on we, the other side? Um, so... My wife and I both worked for the same school for a short period of time. Mm, okay. Um, and we and we actually hosted an event. Well, not hosted, but we we put an event together with the kids, with the students. And one of it was um, a Brazilian dance um, that the kids wanted to perform. Um, 
And I forget the name of the song. It's an older song, but it's a nice Brazilian jam. And it was the thing at the time. It was the hottest song. And so the kids wanted to perform to it, and they did. It wasn't the Lombada, was it? No, it wasn't Lombada. Okay. Um, so um, it's the one that has all the drum beats, and it sounds like you're in the jungle. Yeah, that one. Exactly. So the, the kids, yeah. so the kids did this whole, um, it was a whole theme. So what they did was one of the girls was like laying on the floor, and the kids were sitting around her in a circle. And as the music starts, they start dancing, and she kind of comes to life and, and dances, and they do the whole dance. Well, the school got a letter from a parent upset that, we were performing uh, demonic dances. Demonic dances. Demonic dances. dances and uh, what was it? Ritualizing, uh, you know, the underworld and, and gay lifestyle. And and the school stepped up and they were like, this is a performance perform- that was set up by students and parents together. And the school approved it. We don't see anything wrong with it. So we were on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? But... um. It's again. It, it it depends where you're at. I mean, our our girls. We've always been very very open with our kids, um, from day one. You know, my brother in law's gay, my sister in law's gay, um, so it's it's nothing new to them. I should say, right? So they're understanding mm-hmm. of the lifestyle. Um, if they didn't want to participate, we didn't force them. Yeah, right. You know, we always gave them the choice to be part of or not. You want to sit and That's my whole thing. That's my whole thing about this whole thing. Have the balls to say, well, guess what? We're going to move forward with it. If you don't like or don't approve of what we're showing tonight, don't don't let your child attend. Yeah. Yeah. Sit the fuck home and be basic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, what I would say is yes, (laughs) yes, and Uh yes, and Uh I would challenge people to sit and watch it and and try to learn from it and enjoy it for what it is. Because I think that Jay's right. I think, you know, you know, we're at the, at the theater where I'm at right now. Um, we are really talking about how we integrate all the cultures in New Haven at, at the theater, but not just like, okay, here's one performance. Bye. See you later. But like, you know, keep it going annually. I think that everybody should experience something that they wouldn't understand for once and experience it with a free mindset. Don't go into it thinking, you know, this isn't for me or why do I have to sit through this shit? Why do do I have to sit? Try to take something away from it. And, and if you don't get it, talk to somebody, talk to somebody about it or learn, learn, learn something from it. I think that it's important that we, um, as individuals, step out of our comfort zone and and when when you get a letter like that right you have a parent you have a parent who it it probably the song probably started the dance probably started and as soon as it happened they shut off yeah and they were like they were done they were thinking about this letter they were going to write yeah absolutely don't do that you know i i challenge people to not do that like move past that and 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 sit yep. through the performance and, yeah. and 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 see the beauty in it, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think, agree. Yeah, but you you also have closed-minded individuals, right? And, and I know uh, a while back we were discussing uh, transgenderism and and teens, and I told you a story about uh, one of my ex students whose daughter is transitioning, and her grandmother tried to exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. Same individual. She try to okay. process an exorcism. Yeah, exor- well, yeah, it, it makes sense, then, right? Brain, yeah. I mean, some people so- you you can't you can't 
Some change. people are just, yeah. Stupid, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, at least I, she came, though. Yeah, she, she showed up. She <laughs> showed up and, and reported it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Maybe but, that that's... I don't know. But I don't know. It, to me, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a little weird because you know, they, they're they not okay with the lifestyle, but they were okay with their daughters marrying underage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. I mean, it's, uh, culturally, let me tell you that it's, uh, that was, you know, that was at, common, at some point that in was time, very in the common, 15th, 16th, 17th, 16th, when my mother was age. a young girl. Yeah, my was, mother married when she was 15. That was acceptable back then. Right. It's not accept- and you ha- acceptable. And you have people today. that still see that as acceptable now. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the same people that'll complain about an issue like this. Right. But I can't yeah. show you how it is <laughs> yeah. that I move my body. Yeah, you're showing too much skin. You're a whore. <laughs> you oh, know? Lord have you're mercy. a streetwalker. So. Well, uh, well, that was a good conversation. If you want to catch all of that from the way from the beginning, because I'm going to tell you it was very intense. It's very in, in, involved, very thoughtful. Uh, um, we invite you to go to our YouTube channel, watch the video once the video is available for you folks. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, you're only going to get what happened after I hit record. Fucking enter. <laughs> but anyway, one more story for you. We're going to uh, go through this one very quickly. Um, as you know, uh, in the world of the LGBTQ plus community, there's a lot of history. Uh, a lot of people like to say that, for example, our um, modern day LGBTQ plus history started uh, in 1969 with the or the movement itself started with uh, the 1969 riots at the Stonewall, um, you know, in New York City. Um, There's a lot of other events that have happened even prior to Stonewall um, that have really marked um, a, a, a push forward to to bring ourselves outside of and from the shadows of bars and you know places that we had to go and. And sort of kind of hide to be who we were, right? Um, a lot of that history includes raids by police departments, for example, in the city of New Haven, city of San Francisco. We had Harvey Milk, who was murdered as a result of, you know, all the, the changes that they were proposing back in the 60s uh, in San Francisco. And one of the things that is synonymous with uh, the gay experience in that era were bar raids. Mm-hmm. Right. And being raided simply because people thought that this was an establishment that was catering to gay people. And it's not something that you would think you would see to sodomy, to sodomy, right? <laughs> to happen sodomy, in 2024. Uh, but it did. So um, the LGBTQ plus advocates in the state of Washington are outraged after a string of inspections over the weekend, which included LGBTQ plus establishments that were cited for how patrons were dressed to patrons, patrons. Yes, were dressed. Thank you. For that correction, um, two popular gay leather bars in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood faced unexpected scrutiny from authorities on Friday and Saturday evening, leading to a wave of concerns and outrage within the LGBTQ plus community, the Cuff Complex, and of course the Seattle Eagle. And Eagle is, you know, one of those names that's synonymous with a lot of cities yeah, it's all in over. Every city. We all know these are fucking leather bars. Yeah, we no, all know I've been it's- there. It's not my thing. 
but yeah. you have a good time. But you, you enjoy it, right? And you go uh, and you have a drink. One time it was like, Meh, gotta go. But <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so um, it ended up being, you know, uh, a situation where they got fined and owners are describing the raids uh, resulting in lewd conduct violations over Patreon's clothing choices. And, you know. How is that even? No. So the fact that, you know, you walk into a bar and a patron is wearing a, a jock okay. strap, right? You have your, your penis is covered. You're covered. Patron. Patreon. Patron. 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 No, we have Patreons. Patreons and Patron. And Patron. 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 No Ian at the end. Fuck you both. <laughs> no Ian at patron. the end. Patron. Patron. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up to the bilingual Tom. Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna say patrons, okay? There you you patrons. So the patrons well, actually that's wrong too, because in Spanish patron is boss. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, Tom, you're not winning this one. No. Um, so the Anywho. people the people that like to acquaint these spaces. Does that work for you, bitch? The people that yeah. like to acquaint. Which is what a patron is. Yeah. Yes. That's perfect. Okay, fine. The people that like to acquaint these spaces are feeling some kind of way because, you know, they want to wear whatever it is that they want to wear. Um, yes, for some people that might be lewd. Yeah, so what? Your buttocks are hanging out. I've seen worse. But you're covered, right? And um, But anyway, uh, it, it was a real thing. Um, you know, the city and, and the agencies that are conducting these raids are saying, you know, this is routine. We're not specifically targeting the LGBTQ plus community. We don't want to think that, you know, this is what it is. But of course, that's what they did. And so, you know, the community is up, uh, up in arms because it's concerning. We have a very, very rich, deep history with bar raids. Right in New York City, back in the '60s, it was illegal to serve anyone in the state of New York that was considered to be mentally ill. Right, and gay people for a very long time in the state of New York were considered to be mentally ill. So therefore, gay bars would get raided often, and the people who acquainted these spaces uh, would often feel, uh, you know, the, the the blows of of police officers coming in and being extremely aggressive and brutal and, you know, at points being very physical with patrons, patrons, people who acquainted these spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you both. Um, that, you know, it's very disturbing to think that this is happening in 2024. Well, what I so here's my question. So these are the uh -huh. fragments, exposed buttocks, uh huh, and nipples of patrons. Have you been to a fucking pride parade? Yeah. Have you seen so, the craziness that's war that like people wear in public in all the cities where we have? Well, so here's pride here, here's my question. Uh huh. So these you know bars or whatnot have been established for a while. People have been frequenting the patrons have been frequenting the bars uh -huh. um, and clubs but then all of a sudden the board you know the board of the liquor commissioner basically is now citing the fact that um exposed buttocks and nipples of patrons yeah. um which People is who, who acquaint these prohibited spaces. under state law in liquor establishments um so basically he's saying that you can't have your butt out or your nipples out in a place that has a and liquor, setting, li a liquor setting, license. Yeah, but like, this has been going on for a long time. 
for a very long time. For what, decades. What, 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 what happened here? Right. Why, why right. all of a sudden? Uh, well, I think another thing is this is a great example of laws that need to be changed, changed, right. looked at, and revised. Right. You mean to tell me that you allowed this to happen for four to five decades now, right? Because it's we're about nothing new. Then the leather community has always been around. That probably has something to do with like strip strip clubs in like protections of, of no. There is yeah. There is a but a strip club is. I mean, you can't technically compare a strip. No, you can't. You're going there for a specific entertainment, right? Or yeah, right. So. And that's expected. It's like here in Connecticut, certain strip clubs, if it's full nudity, you can't serve alcohol. Really? That's, yeah. That's the way it works. Oh. Are they afraid yeah. someone's going to get fingered or something? Uh, I that's mean, what's the, the laws they put in place. Okay. If and that's fine. full nudity. Fine. I'll make yeah. the laws. Now, if they, strip just down, break them. Yeah, if they strip down to bare minimums, right. they're allowed to serve alcohol. But there's always ways to work around those laws. Well, of course, bring your own. BYOB, yeah. Right. Bring your <laughs> so own booze. I'm we're not, not selling you. We're not selling or serving. They he smashed own. himself. He yeah. decided to just go stab her like in the fucking butthole with his finger. I have nothing to do <laughs> with that. Do with it. But uh, just to say that, you know, a lot of these laws that are in place, I mean, there's, there's laws that like just like from time to time you get the articles of, you know, laws that are still in effect and it's like, no, hung, no, no sneezing in the middle of July in center of town. It's, yeah. it's a law that's been in effect since 1600s. No walking and chewing gum <laughs> yeah. in Singapore. Yeah. Think, right. right? Yeah. Like, don't walk the street halfway through because you, you'll get a ticket for jaywalking. Like, yeah. some of these laws need to be like, you got to go. Yeah. No, but, but it's interesting, though, because, you know, the people that frequent these spaces, what are they called? Patrons. 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 Yeah. Did I say right? Yeah. You see, I'm used to saying Patreons. I know, so I know. That's why. Yeah. Patrons. <laughs> yeah. Patrons. People that are quaint spaces. That's what I'm going to call it from now. People that are quaint. <laughs> so the thing is, you know, it's it's concerning because, you know, we have a history with this, right? Our whole modern LGBTQ plus revolution started because of raids in bars and, and drag queens saying. We're fed up. We're fed up. We're not dealing yeah. with this shit. Okay. The brick that fucking launched the fucking revolution. Mm-hmm. Ghost on wall, uh, but but interestingly enough, you know, and, and so one of um, you know our very popular um, podcasters, you know, uh, he's a very popular um, columnist that he did a column for years. Uh, Dan Savage, we had him on our show, right, mm-hmm. um, many 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 moons ago, um, and uh, that bitch never returned our calls afterwards for a follow up. But that's all right. I don't blame her. Yeah, I don't blame her. We're a, like, hot mess. They're a hot mess. Anyway. So, and he wrote, and and you know what he writes is actually very funny to me, and I, I find this amusing. Oh, I'm over here talking like he was here. I I didn't I never met. Them. Oh yeah, he did. He was here a long time ago. Yeah. I think it was part of like our first year and a half, like yeah. a year and a half in. Yeah, I was fangirling. Go on. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he goes. He writes. Uh, There's a lot of things that gay men will take lying down, but raids <laughs> on gay bars in 2024 in Seattle isn't something that we're gonna take. And you know what? He's not wrong. No. You shouldn't have to. I think this whole, um, you know, the whole thing of citing a bar for what patrons decide to wear to it, um, where there isn't really any clear direction on what it is exactly that you expect to to let into your spaces. Um, but like you said, you know, laws should be should be upgraded. You know, there is a community for everything. You yeah. know, it's like it's like it's like saying, for example. 
Florida. Don't say gay. You don't want drag queens performing in front of children, blah, 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 blah. But it's like saying that you can't allow a transgender woman into a restaurant because there's children there. Yeah. Right? It's, there's no different. There's These are things that you are going to see as a human on this earth in 20 motherfucking 24. Get the fuck over it. And change your fucking laws. And I'm proud that, you know, this community now is really coming together and pushing back and saying, you know what? Next step is to go, okay, if this is what the law says they can do right now to us as a community and put that fear of police raids that we had, you know, half a century ago, let's change it. Let's do what we need to do to make changes, right? And this goes for any spaces that um, are sanctuary spaces for our community all over the world. True. You know? No one's going to give you those rights. You have to fight for them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So, yeah. That's it. So, that being said, I think those are the only two stories that we're going to bring for you today. And uh, they're very good <sighs> topics. Um, so thank you, Nick, for choosing them both. <clears throat> I sort of kind of like hijacked and commandeered one of your stories tonight. Yeah, we share and care, you know. Yeah, of course. So we, raid, we share and care. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and give Trish some love because I believe you're up next. Mm-hmm. Right? So there you go. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one. These six marriage proposals will warm your heart. Number two, proposed California law could force social media companies to censor LGBTQ plus content. Fuck you. Number three, Joe Biden gave Pete Buttigieg the best birthday present ever. What was it? I don't know. You have to go click on the link to find out. Visit our website and go click on our post tonight. Jaybird, it's over to you. Okay. On this day in gay history. The year 1946. Mm, I was born then. Where? That's what they said. Where in the good old US of A, the House panel reports on blue discharges. Blue discharges. Discharges. Not bodily discharges, but physical discharges. Blue balls? We'll we'll figure that out shortly. (laughs) The House Committee of Military Affairs Uh finds that the use of the blue discharge and administrative method for removing members of the armed forces, neither honorably or dishonorably, is discriminatory. The report singles out the Veterans Administration for special criticism for denying blue discharge holders GI Bill benefits. Blue dischargers were commonly used against homosexuals and African-Americans who hadn't transgressed, but the commanders wanted them out of their ranks. So it was basically it was when, like when the they say the blue ask, tape, tell. the blue right. tape, you know, that's where that, I think that's where that phrase comes from. You know, it was like the don't ask, don't tell of 1946. So if they wanted mm-hmm. to get rid of you, they got rid of you. And then if you were eligible for all these other benefits, because they discharged you with this coding, you weren't eligible for anything. That's fucking. So not only did they screw you out of your military career, they also screwed you out of any benefits that were forthcoming to you. And that would suck because that would mean you can't go to the VA, you can't go get you know all of the you know the things that you were entitled to. Benefits that you worked for and 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 earned, right? That you fought for. God damn these people, so vicious. So, um, that being said, we're going to move on to our our latest, latest segment on who won this week. 
So I'm going to allow um, Jaybird. I have no one so far. You have no one. The, we're for still this getting week? used to this. Like, yeah, we're not, like mentally prepared for this. Yeah. All right. Well, Trish, who won your week? I mean, did it actually really happen before we announce it? Was it confirmed? <laughs> you mentioned that uh, Cheetah Rivera died. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to say Cheetah. Um, so Jonathan Bailey and Matt Boomer won my week. They did. They did. Okay, why did they win your week? Because I finally had some downtime to watch fellow travelers. Uh, How was it? It is so amazing. Uh, honestly, I it is heart-wrenching, and it is so um, beautiful. And there's so, it's it's such a beautiful love story. That is so devastating to watch. Right. Um, and they, their, their depiction of their relationship, um, their commitment to the roles, and um, their commitment to telling honesty and truth about what was going on in the gay community during that time period was just um, transcendent for me. It was, it was, it was, um, Watch it. That's amazing. Yeah. I will definitely have to watch that. Jaybird, still that? nothing? Fellow Travelers. Uh, Fellow Travelers. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. You heard it? Um, Saltburn? Saltburn! <laughs> you finally watched Saltburn. Saltburn uh, won your uh, week. Okay. So, Tell us why it won your week. It, oh, my God. Like, as if we need it, to. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the scenes are as raunchy as they get. That was a, that was, um, that was yeah. a hot movie. Um, if you haven't watched it and you kind of get queasy with certain things you probably don't want to watch it yeah. but if you watch it but if and you, you don't get queasy it, and you kind of get turned on yeah, you're gonna question a you, lot of things you, you oh fit, yes you, you fit are. right in with this group. <laughs> lord have mercy because let me tell you i was all kinds of like my emotions were all over the place it's like ew why why the fuck Oh my god! But anyhow, that was a good yeah, one. Starburn, yeah. Starburn was good. I was All trying right. not to bring it up, but no. Um, it's <sighs> it's. Honey, we need a whole episode to break that movie yeah, down. A whole episode. I'd have to rewatch it before we even talk about. Ooh, it. I gotta take notes. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes on. Oh I mean, yes, like... there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Saltburn, watch it. Holy fucking shit! Anyway, but definitely uh, cautiously. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's it's Ooh. it's a lot to take in for Ooh. some. It, Did they uh, use ketchup for that scene? Do you I don't think? No, it's it's a lot. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. All right. Um, who won the week for me? I will tell you. E. Jean Carroll won the week week for me. And if you don't know who E. Jean Carroll is, E. Jean Carroll is none other than the journalist, columnist amazing person who has successfully sued twice this degenerate previous you know wannabe hashtag not my president and actually won twice the woman was awarded five million dollars the first time around and then this mofo went out and started defaming her yet again shortly after her winning her first case and just this last week, she was awarded $83.3 million um, for being defamed yet again. So, uh, E. Jean Carroll, 
is uh, she won my week. I like that she said that she would take some of that money and and create a foundation for women that have been uh, targeted by this. As she bar. should. I mean, the woman's almost so, like ninety. No, I'm kidding. She's no, not that but, old. But I mean, what are you going to do? Another with way of rubbing it. In, rubbing, yeah, you know, rubbing salt into the wound is like yeah. No, <laughs> but but you know, and you know what made her win the week for me even more is the fact that she went on Rachel Maddow on Monday. Oh my god, I saw this. And she, so Rachel Maddow asked her the question and she said, um, what was it like after decades, right? Of being away from the, from this story, you come out with your book, you know, you, you said what happened, you go through the first trial. Um, and then, you, you know, you, you file your, your lawsuit, you go into the courtroom and how did you feel after two decades of not being in the same room, in the same space with this person who raped you, right? Mm -hmm. And she started talking about her experience five days before the actual trial started and how she was feeling. And she was feeling sick to her stomach and anxious and how the day before she was crying and how she was just broken, right? Because she had to go face this man in this courtroom and she walks in and she goes like, they sit me on the stand and I look out and all of a sudden it's just nothing. I felt nothing. And you know why I felt nothing? Because this man was nothing. Yeah, I heard that, that part of that. I was like, holy shit. That, if that wasn't like a fucking like, you know what? I'm here. I'm staring at you and I think you're nothing. There's nothing that you can do. But at I'm this gonna point. take your money, motherfucker. But I'm gonna take eighty three motherfucking point three million dollars. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that her attorney was saying, you know, I know they asked him in the in the interview. So so do you think he's gonna pay? And the attorney was like, well, if he doesn't, he's got plenty of properties that we can uh, liquidate, liquidate, yeah, of and, and get the fund. So yeah, I'm confident we are gonna get this money. So here, so here's the thing. There's a lot of um, you know, um. There's a lot of talk about the fact that Donald Trump is never going to pay. Well, guess what? That first five point whatever it was million dollars, he actually had to pay the bond. Yeah. The court imposes, the New York City court imposes a bond and you have to pay the bond, the whole 5.3 million. And if you are going to, let's say, for example, appeal, they hold on to that money. Yeah. And if the amount of award changes, then they give you back the rest. And so she got paid already for the first lawsuit that came about the last time. Now he's got to actually pay this bond, right? And yeah. so he have, has to either borrow the money from a bank, he has to sell a property, whatever he has to do. You think any bank really wants to loan this guy in? The court will get that money. Yeah. And she will get that money even with appeal. If he appeals and they, you know, reduce it by even, you know, let's say thirty million, she's still gonna get that money. She's getting paid. She's getting paid. And for me, I was just like, you know what? That's poetic justice. Mm. You grabbed her by the pussy, and the pussy fucking bit back. That's it. So and the pussy grabbed the back. Vagina dentata. That's right. <laughs> Vagina. What is it? Dentata. Vagina dentata. Give me a wand. Uh, but anyway, she won my week. All right, Jaybird, over to you. All right, I'm lost. No. Ah, and over to our announcements. <laughs> if you love the show, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite 
podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published and if we've recorded it. And can be an... an, an <laughs> she is you, nasty. You can also, also support us on Patreon. On Patreon. We need to find you, some new interns. <laughs> help us. You, our listeners, can Places help support the show. Places people like to acquaint. Yes. Patron. Okay. What? Patrons. And what does that say? Patreon. Patreon. Okay. Thank you for your support. Whatever. You can also Go support work. us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. Yes, so the donations are collected right monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Nick, over to you. Okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. Don't forget, you can get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed and can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and now increase your stretch goals with three-piece anal <laughs> with a three-piece glass dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessories today. Jay Bird. Thank you and it is time to put a ring on it. All the all the single men, all the single men. Can we mute? And our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Just a quick announcement before we move forward. Google Podcasts is going away. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're going to move over to um, YouTube. So, because, you know, Google is, YouTube is Google or Alphabet is the parent company of Google and YouTube. And so eventually all the podcasts are going to be flowing Merged. that way. This intern over here. All right, everybody. You can find us on social media. <laughs> Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0. Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, I'm not even, just try. Well, <laughs> if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab, which is located at the top of our web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual hooker. Either one of these. Maybe. Um, you can also call <laughs> us and leave us any questions you might have on our voicemail. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all of our digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or, or Friday Monday. or Saturday or Monday. Whenever the hell we feel yeah, like it. Yeah, just bear with us. Yeah, just, you know, we'll get there. Tune in. <laughs> exactly. And uh, with that, ladies and gents, that is our show. I want to thank you all for joining us. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.